Welcome to the B2B Growth Marketer Podcast. My name is Alex Mead. I am your host. And today we have our Q&A episode and we have Story back. Story, welcome. Hey, Alex. All right, Story. Today we are going to have a quick conversation around um, something called zero-click content. And I think... You know, this is something I feel like I've seen pop up more and more in the last few weeks. I don't think it's a new concept or term, um, but maybe it's just kind of having a resurgence. So maybe if you don't mind, give us like your definition or the definition of what zero click content means. So zero click content is kind of a form of no gatekeeping. So you're not hiding any of your content behind a wall. You're not making anyone jump through hoops to grab a content offer or what you're trying to teach someone. It's more about building trust and an audience and like a conversation around that topic instead of posting just to have someone link to your website. So that's like the premise of it. So like, okay, let's talk if uh, zero click content. So if I was to post this podcast, um, you know, or like let's say an article that we write, um, saying a little like blurb and then saying, you know, here's the link is that that's, mm-hmm. that's what we're talking about here. Like that's, that is click content. The meat of it is on yes. the website and they have to click to get it. So zero click. Anything that takes you elsewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So it's more about, um, using the channel or like the medium and giving as much of it as you can in that medium versus, versus a tease and then go back to our website to download it. Yeah, exactly. And why? So yeah, keep going. No, I was just gonna. Yeah, you go ahead. You go well, ahead. Like, no, why, I, yeah, your your question is good. Uh, why? Why are people? Why is this a thing now? Like, why are people? Is it? <laughs> is it something we're experimenting with? Is it people that are just realizing no one's clicking on the links? Like, why is this something we're talking about now? I think that a good like it. It was kind of taking place a while ago, but like a resurgence of it has popped up because LinkedIn posted a whole article about it back like last year in September about how they're not going to favor content that leads them off of a platform that they're trying to build more and more like content on. It makes sense. So anything that's going to take you to a splash page that says, hey, you're leaving, they don't want that. Like, why would they want somebody to leave? And something that I noticed was that like somebody that I follow, her name is Amanda and she works for Spark Tour and she kind of... I wouldn't say coined it because it's been around, but she's definitely brought like light to it. And she's really cool. And her, her posts are awesome, but, uh, she's building more graphics and more blogs about all this for us to follow along with. And there's been a few people that have said like, does this affect it? Does this affect it? And there's different, like very baby studies that people have been doing. But I think the biggest thing is like, there's a power struggle. So you want to send someone to a blog and you really want their email, but why are they going to give you your email? And then vice versa. Like, why are we going to give someone random our content? So it has to be about before you publish it and everything, before you start to really realize that like, can I do zero click content in my medium is, is it going to benefit you? Like, is your main purpose of being on LinkedIn to build a cut, like a community? If it's not, if you're just there to publish your stuff, then don't do zero click because you're not going to get emails. You're not going to get anything that you, anything tangible. But with something with like zero click, you're building a bigger trust. I don't know. I keep using the word gatekeeping because that's how I feel it yeah. is. I feel it's like, here's this content offer, but we need this. Yeah. And if you're just more transparent about like, hey, we have this awesome way of doing content. Here's A, B, and C all worded like in a whole post. 
people are going to engage with that more. I feel like I even engage with stuff more that's rather than like, just go to my site, do this. Yeah. It's like, no, tell me why I need to go to your site. Yeah. And I think as a consumer looking in, it makes sense. But you also see the business side point where it's like, well, I want these emails. I want these contacts. Yeah. So you have to kind of figure out what you want. Yeah, it's interesting that you kind of started saying it was something that maybe was like uh, pushed because of the algorithms. You know, social media is yep. they don't want you to leave their website. Like just like when people come mm -hmm. to your website, you don't want them to leave. Same thing with like LinkedIn. They don't want you to leave. And it seems like it's kind of taken a different um, a different tactic where it's provide value, give them everything they would need to make a good informed decision and for you to become trusted. And I think that um, is a little bit of a shift also in all of marketing right now where it's stopped trying to get leads, so email addresses, um, just to hit a vanity metric to show your boss or your CEO and actually drive real opportunities and revenue. So forget about, you know, hey, we have to get 100 leads to get 50 MQLs to get 20 SQLs to get one customer. Like, let's just figure out how to get a customer. And exactly. I, I like, I've seen, there's a lot of LinkedIn creators out there that have kind of been following this. Um, you know, like Justin Welsh, um, Nick Bennett. I mean, like, there's, there's like, I could kind of go on and it's be an expert first and people will come second without you asking yep. them to. Um, so talk about, okay, user experience. Forget that you're a marketer and we are trying to get people onto our mailing list and all these things. Um, what about like the experience? So if you're just scrolling um, Instagram or LinkedIn, is it is it a better experience? Like if, if uh, news sites do this, it drives me crazy. They'll say like yeah. a headline and a photo of something and you have to click on their news story website to go find what you want. Um is it a better, I mean, I think I just described it. it's a better experience. Why is it, to pay for yeah, it. why is it a better experience <laughs> to scroll through your feed and see and learn things there versus having to click out? People are lazy. And I think that if it's there and ready to grab, they're going to enjoy that more than having to dig and sift through everything else. Like there's a news site here uh, in Bluffton, South Carolina, that if you've got like two article reads and then after that you start paying for it and it's like, so that's a, that's kind of an interesting like way to do it. Like here's a teaser, you can get an idea of how good our content is, and like that's an interesting way to go about it. I still am not gonna pay for it, but <laughs> but it's like an interesting way to go about it. But that's my thing is like you can Google something else and get to the same result without having to jump through these people's hoops. So I think that that's a big thing is if I just build trust with somebody and like a whole company, I'm going to go to their site rather than someone else's that's constantly pitching to me. That's constantly making me give them more information. It's like you should already be okay with having like this community of people. And once you have that, I think then you can say like, Hey, join my newsletter because yeah. they already have like established. I know what I'm talking about. You like me, you yeah. engage, like let's go, let's take this elsewhere. Yeah. But I think that you can't do any of that until you have that. Cause you're just, no one knows you, no one cares. <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> so I think that like, yeah, no one cares until they care. So yeah. I think that like building that community is so crucial. Yeah. Okay. Let's change, let's change bases a little bit. Um, still with zero click. Okay. So we've talked about it on like the, the kind of social side. There's also like this, uh, thanks to Google, uh, with their, with their like SERP rankings and with their featured, uh, snippets, like zero click 
is also now a strategy with search and SEO. Because if you search anything you want, you'll probably get the answer without having to click on a website. Um, what can, like, how should companies be approaching content as it relates to how, how can they get into some of these rankings? Um, you know, how do they get this information that people actually are asking uh, to become like that same trusted source? Well, I think it, we say this a lot, but I think it goes into high quality content. So doing your keyword research and making sure that your content has the opportunity to rank. So if you are writing on some of the big topics that say HubSpot covers, there's a chance that you're not going to rank for that. But if you're writing on more of the topics that people are looking for that aren't talked about as much, you have a higher chance of being in those yeah. search engines. And like, we have a couple that like we're proud of, you know, so it's like mm. certain ones that like on inbound that, that we've written on, like on inbound. And it's like, you want to just start to become someone that knows, like someone that they go to and they want to see you and be like beacons point like that's great and all that kind of stuff so i think that the biggest one would just be like like you said keyword research just you still have to be seo minded as like a marketer and they, they call that what like a unicorn marketer is like you're all the things but it's like you have to be seo minded like whenever you're creating any kind of content whether it's a podcast like titling your podcast properly yeah. all that kind of stuff yeah. like plays a role of where you're gonna land and so it's not so I, they always say like it depends, but I don't think that that's ne necessary. Yeah, like I don't think that's necessarily correct if you're doing your research, you know. Yeah. You can get lucky, but yeah, I think that <laughs> aiming for those drop downs without any click and like getting the definition yeah. there is like a meta description for like your blog is a is a goal. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, it seems like there's a lot to talk about here. Uh, maybe maybe we'll make another uh, podcast. Maybe we'll make another uh, blog. I don't know. Maybe yeah. we'll, I, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe we'll test it out enough to get our own data on it. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, okay, now we have a new segment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, story. We have a new segment. It's called the Marketing Minute. <laughs> We're gonna do rapid fire questions Ooh. to each other. Um, I'm gonna time you 30 seconds for answers. Uh, you have to time me. And so okay. this is kind of rapid fire. Okay. We'll do right. current events, things that are going on in marketing, questions, terms, anything that we can think of. We're gonna ask each other. We're gonna do this, what, three to five right. questions. Okay, I'll let you go first. Getting my time you ask me first. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so, all right, one of my first ones would be, do you, do B2B companies need a video marketing strategy. You're giving me that on the first one for 30 seconds. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> short answer is like, yes. I think there's always situations where like industries may not need as many videos as others, but the data is clear. Um, video usage and, and like watch minutes is going up. Of course that includes YouTube and all of the like deep world of YouTube that exists, but more and more companies and more and more brands and executives want to watch something quickly versus read an entire page. And so if you can quickly get your features out or you can explain a complex uh, process in a video, that's a more uh, you know digestible piece of content that's going to get across and it's going to be more shareable. So yes. Good. Okay. <laughs> Done. Perfect. Okay. Here you go. That was awesome. Here's my yeah. first question. Um, okay. Con so content. We're going to talk about content marketing. That's the topic. The topic, the question is, uh, if you are creating content and you're sitting there thinking about how do I write content, should you think about 
you know, should you first figure out what your keywords are and just write based on keywords? Or should you figure out like what is the need of your customer? What do they want to hear about? And then figure out keywords later. What's your, what, which method? Okay. I think your customers, I think that like your customers are always going to drive your sales. They're going to drive your marketing. I think that like, listen to your customers, be a sounding board for them, see what like their pain points are and like where they're at. And of course, keywords are going to play a role into it. So don't discount that. But I think that a hundred percent go with your customers, like see what they want, answer their questions and like be there for them. Yeah. Awesome. And always create an outline. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Good job. Good job. This, I thought, I thought we would have a hard time staying uh, under 30 seconds. We're doing all right. We're doing all right. Okay. Uh, right. Here's maybe an easy one, but I think this term gets thrown a lot, uh, thrown around a lot, and not everybody, maybe different definitions, or maybe people just assume they know what it is. Um, what is the buyer's journey? Uh, simple and short, the cus- like the process a customer goes through, like whenever they're going to purchase something. <laughs> so it's the awareness, consideration, decision phase. You know, it's just simple as that. Like you figure out like whether they are qualified MQL like, or like a MQL or an SQL, like where they're at in the process. And usually they're gonna come to you in an awareness stage and it's your purpose to, as a marketer, to nurture those leads and to nurture them to become in the decision phase. So I think, yeah, like awareness, yeah. consideration, decision, that's kind of the, yeah. the, the very small theory, you know, yeah. like it gets bigger. Yeah, but. perfect, perfect. Yeah. Um, all right, your turn. Ask away. All right. So, all right. Following back up on video, this is small, but do you think that B2B has any chance that it could be successful in TikTok, like on TikTok? Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, I am not, a, <laughs> I am not a master of TikTok, but there are marketers. I think it's, uh, I don't know if it's coming from like a brand as much as it is like a, a marketer um, or like a, like a B2B yeah. uh, employee, you know, cause if you're, yep. Uh, if you're in manufacturing and you are selling to like a specific audience, like creating cool TikToks and being creative on like what you're doing, mm-hmm. it can be super impactful and people are doing it. People are doing it really well. Um, I am not going to be that person mm-hmm. that's probably going to help you get famous on TikTok. Uh, that's more your job. <laughs> yeah. But it, yes, I think TikTok is just another channel, just another medium. You got to figure out what's, if your audience is there and if it's good, if it's going to be a good play. I want to ask you, because I know you don't, like, you know, you'll see TikToks and stuff, but you don't think about it, like, what can I do for a TikTok? So I want to see, like, if you think B2B is even doable. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, don't just, uh, don't just do something yeah. stupid. You got to do something like, you got to, like, follow the TikTok rules and do and, be, and have fun with it while also providing value. You do. It's certainly there. Yeah, exactly. Okay, my turn. Last question for you. Yeah. Um, this is about streaming advertising. So like Hulu, Netflix announced they're going to start doing ads. Um, is this a good place mm-hmm. for B2B? Should should B2B companies be thinking about targeting uh, baking shows or history documentaries? What should they, uh, is this something they should think about? So I got to answer this quickly because this is a loaded question. But I think, yes, short, short, short answer, yes. Because I'm going to fangirl over HubSpot per usual. And they have that great ad where Catherine Hahn's a pirate. And that <laughs> is streamed in quite a few places. Like, who who knows what HubSpot is? Like, you know what I mean? Like, she goes into it and discusses that. Like, she's a likable character. I think that, like, that takes such a niche, like, 
companies such as HubSpot and turns it into like something more tangible for the consumer. And so they'll be able to see like, Hey, that's something interesting. Maybe I haven't thought about using that before. And you have to find your right spot. Just like in the golf channel, they're going to (laughs) feature tailor-made golf clubs. You know what I mean? Like there, it's the same kind of thing. Like you have to find the right channel or the right episode or something to like feature your uh, commercial on. But either way, yeah, I think it, it can be doable for sure. Uh, Just follow up spot. Favorite favorite role is in Parks and Rec when uh, Leslie Nope has kids and she's like, "Your life is de- is like uh-huh. completely disgusting to me." <laughs> um, <laughs> she plays like uh, it's yeah. disgusting. But uh, okay, I agree. Was that? Did you have one more question for me, or was that it? One more. Okay. It's a hot topic. Oh boy. So the Oxford. Um... <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've seen some buzz on LinkedIn recently and Twitter. We've all had our debates. What? How do you feel about it? Um, so I, uh, I, so when I was growing up, it was hooked on phonics. Like that's what we were like taught. Yep. And uh, I was yep. never good at it. So thank you, thank you, Grammarly, <laughs> for creating a product that helps me with basic grammar. And I follow. Uh, I am a, I am a yes Oxford comma, and not just because of Grammarly, but I think. Uh, when it's not there, it just doesn't feel right to me. Doesn't feel like this. Doesn't feel like the sentence uh, follows like a structure of how I would say it. And so, uh, yeah. Yep. I'm a yeah. I'm pro. Pro right. Oxford comma. Me too. Okay. We're pro Oxford comma around here. Yeah. Uh, I do know some. <laughs> I do know some anti Oxford comma. Maybe we need to get them out here. Yes. And have a full on debate. I feel like it'd be fun to get an opposing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Uh, sorry. Okay, this is a new format for us. We have another segment. Are you ready for a new segment? I like it. Um, yeah. Because we are both Office fans, and just about our entire company is. Um, we are now going to do what we call the Finer Things Club, where we're going to talk about things that we are enjoying, reading, watching. Uh, can be work related. Can be any personal related. Um, so, story. Is there anything? Tell me something. So, what are you enjoying right now? Oh, I like this segment, Alex. This is going to be good. Okay, so I used to read a lot when I was younger, and I just don't read as much anymore, but I still love it. And so we, I got a Kindle recently, and I've been crushing some books. And one of my favorite ones is like a horror murder mystery book that I just finished by Julia Herbalin. And it is We Are All the Same in the Dark. And it's kind of just like a murder mystery about a cursed town that has this crazy story about this way that this beloved woman died and you know you don't want to give too much into it but this girl comes back and tries to figure out why all these people have died and it all links into the anyways it's really good <laughs> but the ending is actually a really good one I feel like that never happens for books so I was really happy to actually feel satisfied at the end of that book and then another one that we're binging at our house for you know, it, since it's been on since 1999, is House Hunters. We really just enjoy seeing all the houses, and sometimes it's really fun just to see the couples, like, bicker about the differences that they have. And, yeah, so those are not marketing-related whatsoever, but really good book. And then just kind of a pleasure, or, like, a stress-free pleasure TV show where you're just, like, mindlessly watching cute houses or really ugly houses. And, yeah, <laughs> it's really fun to watch. But that's about all that I'm enjoying right now. I have always been a huge fan of the movie A League of Their Own, the uh, Gina Davis, you know, like uh, women's baseball in the 40s. And I like love it. I cry every yeah. time. And 
I like That's don't cry, cool. but like always gets me. And so they just made a, they just released a new uh, like TV show on Amazon. That's kind of like, it's not, I don't want to call it a uh-huh. remake. It's like telling, I think a different story in the same situation. Um, and it's really, it's really good. It's funny. It talks about like very topical things and representation, um, you know, different, different aspects. And so far I'm really liking it. Ron Swanson is in it. Um, of course his name. Yeah. Uh, so there's got a lot of there's got a lot of great characters in it. I'm really awesome. enjoying it. And then the second thing yeah. that I'm also kind of binging, maybe a little late to the game, um, on Hulu there's a show called um, Only the Murders in the Building with Steve Martin, um, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez. And uh, uh, like, I is it Selena Gomez? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, it's Selena Gomez. And I feel great. like uh, I'm always been a fan of Steve Martin. Um, maybe like my my like dad always watching Steve Martin movies or like TV shows, but, uh, but like, it's so, it's so like witty and funny to see, uh, like comedic legends on their, like, you know, I don't want to say like their, their curtain call, but getting there and then like adding, yeah. uh, Selena Gomez in there and like, it's very, it's good. I think it's funny. It's about making a true crime podcast. Um, and so like, mm-hmm. that's also hilarious. Cause I'm a huge fan of true, true crime podcasts, but yeah, that would be those would be two things you should go watch. I think they're both. Uh, okay. Hulu's thirty minutes or the Murders in the Building's thirty minutes. The other one's like forty five. I am sitting on the edge of my seat waiting for the next season for Only Murders in the Building because I am very excited for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was so good. Uh, <laughs> it yeah. was awesome. Yeah. There's a bunch of other stuff. I love Selena Gomez when I was younger, and now I'm like back in love with her. She's great. Yeah, <laughs> so it's fun. Yeah, it's been fun. Yeah, it's been fun to watch. Uh, all right. Yeah. That is the podcast. We wanted to keep it short and sweet, give a little educational, um, kind of learn some new things on the uh, marketing minutes, and maybe find some new shows or books to read. So I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Story, thank you for carving time out in your day to record another yeah, edition. of course. Um, Story is the, the magic behind the podcast. She does all the marketing, all the promotion, all the organization. So uh, I like that you get to be in front of the microphone every once in a while. It's interesting. Yeah. So I get claustrophobic apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Marketing, you're fine. Personal book favorites. You know, it's it's my own fault as I blend a bunch of books, but yeah. <laughs> but no. So yeah. You can ask me again. I got it. I got it. I got it. All right. But yeah. Well, thanks everybody. We'll have another Q&A episode in a couple weeks mixed in with our, we've got some great interviews coming up as well. So stay tuned and subscribe. Talk to you later.